Hi, I'm Tamisha Bridges Mansfield, Vice President for Workforce Innovation at Jobs for the Future, also known as JFF. And this is Horizons. In this special podcast series, we'll share the best and brightest highlights from JFF's annual Horizons Summit, a national gathering of influencers dedicated to reimagining the future of learning and work and leaving the past where it belongs behind us. We'll hear from a diverse range of experts, many with unconventional points of view, representing private industry, government, philanthropy, nonprofit, and educational institutions focused on aligning people, places, and systems to drive economic advancement for all. Here at Horizons, JFF brings together and leads different stakeholders, sectors, corporations, entrepreneurs, and investors to answer some of the biggest questions facing our economy and society today. How can we create equitable opportunities for learners and workers? How can employers recruit, retain, and develop talent in today's competitive labor market? and what can state and federal policymakers do to strengthen regional economies. The pandemic hit the reset button for how we think about the role education and training play in supporting economic advancement and mobility for workers, particularly frontline workers and people who work in low-wage jobs. Two years later, how have we taken advantage of this opportunity and how will we continue to move the needle in the future? In today's episode, we'll explore this topic through clips from a Horizons 2021 segment titled Advancing Equity and Opportunity at Scale. The segment features three members of President Biden's cabinet who came together for the first time following their first few months in office for a conversation about their priorities for the future of learning and work. Much of what they said during that session several months ago continues to resonate today. We also checked back with their offices for a brief update to see how they're continuing to build on what they told us had to improve for a more equitable path forward. The Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh, and the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, shared some key insights on how we can all do a better job of connecting education to work and to regional economies around this country. Secretary Cardona started the discussion by sharing his beliefs about the value of a solid education system when it comes to building a stronger economy and the importance of cross-sector collaboration to create a successful system for all learners and workers, regardless of their path or direction. I firmly believe a good education system is your best economic driver in our country. And um, you know, the president gets that. Uh, the president is committed to uh, partnerships between education and, and the business world to uh, and commerce to make sure that we're able to do that at scale, right? 
And that means including our workforce partners. That means including our pre-K-12 systems, our higher education systems, our unions, our labor. It, it just really, we need to work together. We need to plan together. I, I envision there being better through lines between our middle and high school and our two-year, four-year programs, our uh, credentialing programs. I, I look forward to having partnerships where we have our workforce partners at the table helping us plan what it might look like. And we need to do this because we know that there's so many of our students that are in school not sure what to do, and we're not capitalizing on that. So what I hope to see is an evolution of our college and career readiness programs to include pathways to so many more careers and so many more opportunities for our learners. That's what I envision in the short term, working with my colleagues across the table here. As the world continues to recover from the pandemic, President Biden's administration is striving to make the most of the opportunities we have to come back even stronger. Labor Secretary Walsh commented on the current gaps in employment across the country and the need to address the disparities faced by people of color. In Boston, when we talked about coming back from COVID-19, we realized that there's been a lot of disparities. People of color, uh, unemployment rate in the black community in Boston higher than double almost of the white community. You look on a national average, the numbers came out the other day, the unemployment rate for the black community in the country is almost double that of the white community in the country. So we have to ha- we have an opportunity to really think about build back stronger and, and be more be more use more precision about how do we make these different investments. So we have a unique and huge opportunity in front of us, and we just can't, we can't let this opportunity go by the wayside. This is a chance for us to really, when the president talks about building back better, actually strengthening and rebuilding, if you will, the middle class that has been kind of missing in this country for a long time. The pandemic has pushed policymakers to propose many of the changes our country has been in need of for decades. Commerce Secretary Raimondo alluded to the fact that the three of them came together for a constructive discussion is evidence of the shift towards more collaboration. The fact that we are together doing this with you and doing this in concert is a big deal. This This hasn't been the way that the government's done this in the past. You know, labor does its thing and education does its thing and commerce is off with business. That's old fashioned. That's not going to work. Right. Business has to not just be at the table, has to lead. And we three cabinet secretaries, we're going to set the tone at the top to say we are collaborating completely and we're going to meet the needs of employers and kind of tailor the job training efforts whatever that might be, the K through 12 system, community college, like you said, credentialing, so that everyone gets a job. You know, I don't even like calling it, you know, job training. I I like it's it's jobs. The point of this is getting people jobs. What will that take? A certain amount of credentialing, training, support services. So, you know, I have religion on this topic. I've seen it work in Rhode Island. There's nothing better than seeing a young person beaming with pride, telling you that I'm the first one in my family to get a quote unquote real job because I have a, you know, a real job with benefits because I went through this career and technical education effort. And, you know, I know Marty and Miguel agree. We're going to get this done at scale. Recently, the secretaries let us know that nearly a year after they came together at Horizons, their agencies collaborate weekly to ensure their collective work is coordinated and complementary. As the head of education in the U.S., 
Secretary Cardona acknowledged that progress has occurred in areas of the country, but agreed that the task now is to scale what works. We just got to get it done now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. But what it means is that we, we change our mindset, right? We change our mindset. We're connected. We have our ears connected to what the needs are. We're, we're sitting at the table to plan programs with our workforce partners, with our labor partners. This is really an opportunity for us to think forward and say, what does this look like at the federal level? And the fact that we're on this show, as Gina pointed out, we're signaling, we want this to happen at the states. I was fortunate to be a part of a team in Connecticut where we had legislation being developed, where we had business leaders uh, at the table, college presidents at the table, myself as a commissioner, and we were having these conversations. And then we were asking our superintendents, do this in your local community. Because as you know, many of these jobs are regional, right? So we need to create a mindset where we're listening. There's a lot of potential here, and um, I'm excited about getting this going off the ground. Secretary Walsh also shared his strong sense of optimism and offered some advice for his regional counterparts across education and workforce. Really intentionally working with the Chamber of Commerce's, the nonprofits, the job training facilities, the, the low tech schools, if there's high schools in, in, in the region, uh, with the community colleges, particularly if there's community colleges in the region, and, and lend your expertise, your knowledge, your education to the system. This is this is potentially once in a generation opportunity that's in front of us right now. And having the best and brightest, people who truly care about this issue and truly want to make a difference, uh, want to close racial gaps, create opportunity for wealth. It's time now for you for you to help us in, to do this. You know, this money will come from Washington and will make its way down to the states and make its way down to cities and towns and, and counties all across this country. But when you, when you find out you have dedicated people in those regions all across the country that truly want to make a difference for people, uh, you can make that difference by making sure these programs work. That's going to be the key here as we strengthened our Office of Workforce Development. We added a component in there, component in there for financial literacy uh, and helping people build their credit, helping people understand the importance of filing your taxes. This is as much about education as it is about creating opportunity. And, and I agree with Gene 100 percent. I should have said it that way. Uh, this is not job training programs. These are jobs. And, and yeah. But they have to lead to a job. So at the end of the day, my last request for those folks are, are, are that how do we partner these companies up with these different entities to make sure that when somebody goes through a program or goes through a community college or whatever it might be, there's actually a job there waiting for them because they've learned the process or the curriculum of that company and move right into that job. As a step in that direction, Labor Secretary Walsh's office now tells JFF that his agency has launched key initiatives and grants in partnership with other federal agencies in alignment with the Biden administration's goals to improve opportunities to connect all individuals to good-paying jobs. Still, creating a measurable shift will require us to face problems head-on and acknowledge the many barriers still standing in the way of a brighter future for many people. Secretary Raimondo noted that barriers like the current minimum wage, access to childcare and transportation, are just a few of the factors that can make it more challenging for Americans to pursue a career upgrade and remain economically viable. I, of course, support the president at $15 for the minimum wage. Even at $15 an hour, even if you're lucky to get 40 hours a week, 
it's tough to live. You're married. You have a couple kids to take care of. You are not getting by. So what we're talking about here is helping everybody to get the skills they need so they could get, uh, you know, as I referenced the young man who I got to know in Rhode Island, a quote unquote real job. Now, how about a job at 20, 30, 40, $50 an hour plus benefits and an opportunity to advance? That it can happen if we, you know, provide these opportunities for people to get the skills they need. I also wanted to pick up on a comment that Secretary Walsh made around equity, which is vital. We can't just provide the curriculum and the courses in the community college because some folks who need more support won't finish these training programs unless we provide the support. So for example, you know, if you don't have a job, you probably don't have a car, which means you need reliable transportation to get to your job training courses on a daily basis. If you have small children, you can't leave them home alone to go to your classes. So you need a hand with childcare. And we learned that in Rhode Island, that when we put support services around folks so that they could reliably show up every single day for their job training classes, and by the way, you guaranteed them a job at the end if they were successful in completing the classes, you'd be surprised that, you know, our graduation rate in these job training courses went through the roof and then everyone got the job. So it might seem expensive to provide free transportation, some childcare and other support, but it's necessary. You know, if we're going to get folks who have been left behind for so long, these skills, we have to provide the support as well as the job training. To that end, the Department of Commerce has since announced a $500 million Good Jobs Challenge to invest in sectoral partnerships that create employer-driven training programs into high-quality jobs. At Horizons 2021, Secretary Cardona also highlighted some of the systemic roadblocks we have to remove to improve access for everyone in the future. We've created barriers where they don't need to exist. We've created large gaps where they don't need to exist. So if you look at it from the perspective of the consumer, the student uh, or the underemployed adult that's looking to get back in, we have too many siloed systems that are not talking to one another. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to bridge those uh, gaps and make sure that we're making it clear so that if you're a high school student and you're thinking about something, you can take a path. If you're an underemployed adult in that community, we want to make sure that our buildings are not shutting off their lights at three o'clock when we have great CTE labs available for a second shift, right? Um, so we got to work uh, uh, smarter, uh, not necessarily harder, but just smarter about making sure that we're working together and we're communicating with one voice to the families that we serve. We all serve the same families in different areas, but we need to remove these silos. And this is a great opportunity post-pandemic to reimagine what it could look like. So again, I'm excited about this opportunity to build it the way we think it should be built and not go back to a system that didn't work for some. Since this conversation at Horizons, Secretary Cardona's team now hosts a webinar series with other federal agencies to share best practices for connecting students to the public health benefits administered by the Education Department and other agencies. 
This program begins to address an issue that Secretary Walsh highlighted at Horizons. There's a knowledge gap which is keeping many people in the dark about the opportunities that are available to them right now. First and foremost, I I think we have to do a lot better job of letting people know what's available. Uh, And that's one of the things that I experienced here in the city and when I was a legislator as well. Not everyone understands that, that a program or a job training opportunity is there for them, I think, number first and foremost. And, and number two, putting confidence back in people that you have an opportunity to get into the middle class. You have an opportunity to, 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 to have a job. You should have a job that earns good wages and allows you the opportunity to get into the middle class. And I think that as we think about rolling out some of this money from the AJP, uh, it's really going to be incumbent upon all of us to make sure that we get down to the local level and the local elected officials and the local county managers and, and town, town people really, really make, a, make, make a concerted effort to let people know the opportunities that are available for them. Uh, companies are looking for people every day. They want people trained. They want people skilled. They don't even have to be skilled with PhDs. They want them to be able to do the job in front of them. And, and we, we, we need to do a better job as government to, to, to let people know what's available. It was great to see Secretaries Walsh, Cardona, and Raimondo come together to discuss the challenges and opportunities in education, career development, and the workforce. Nearly one year after this discussion took place, it's essential that we all continue to collaborate across sectors in the future so we can continue to recover from the pandemic and take advantage of new opportunities. Here are three key takeaways to keep in mind from this episode. First, as Secretary Walsh highlighted, the pandemic has presented us with a unique opportunity to rebuild society in a way that supports all communities. It won't last forever, so it's essential we seize the moment to build equitable economic advancements for all. Second, America's education system and career development pathways need to be upgraded to align with modern needs at scale while enabling today's learners the chance to succeed in the careers of their choice. And third, big changes require big action, but also the adoption of a new mindset. Secretary Cardona emphasized the need for a new mindset that prioritizes listening, collaboration, and future-oriented thinking. Thanks for listening to the Horizons podcast brought to you by JFF. Together, we're building a future that works and inspiring others to fight for equality, diversity, and inclusivity everywhere. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and tune in to our next monthly episode. To learn more about Horizons or watch the full sessions featured in today's episode, visit us online at jff.org forward slash horizons. I'm Tamisha Bridges Mansfield, from Jobs for the Future. See you next time.